from the Rams facility at Cal Lutheran. Welcome to Between the Horns. I'm Miles Simmons. I'm here with DeMarco Farr. And oh, D, we've yes, got some free agency signings yes. to talk about. Right now, we're in between a couple press conferences. Just heard from Robert Woods. Andrew Whitworth is on his way here, so we will try to get this in before he arrives. Mm -hmm. So we'll start with both of these guys. Yeah, just yeah. What are your impressions of both of them? Uh, well, I like the fact that we were just listening to the press conference with Robert Woods, and as soon as his coach, his head coach, showed up, uh, he mentioned balking, which is always good. Yes. No, but very <laughs> impressive. Um, the first thing you look at is his body type. Now, seeing him in uniform go by you on the field is one thing, but you know, seeing a guy up close in street clothes, uh, impressive looking athlete. Mm -hmm. um, I love what he had to say in there uh, about Jared Goff. Kept mentioning his quarterback. I think that's important. Uh, talked more about Goff than he did himself. He did, Unless he was asked yes. a question, uh, which is great to hear. So um, with all the guys that are leaving, the Kenny Britts of the world and a thousand yards that are walking out the door, it's nice to bring in a guy with, it, it seems like he has limitless upside. So we'll see what happens with that. Well, he's only 24, yeah. and you know that's something that's really interesting. I mean, we were before the show, you were just talking about how he said, "Oh, when I grew up, the Rams weren't in L.A." And oh, I like, hurt my oh, feelings, man. Well, I mean, that's just the way things. Like he's, he said, when I was growing up, the Rams were gone. And I'm like, wait a minute. Listen, he's <laughs> younger than me, and like I am very young, so like that wow. that does make a difference. So, but he's still been in the league four years. Yeah. You know, he uh, was a receiver at USC, mm -hmm. did a lot of great things there. Still a program record holder. So I think. It's just a really nice story, generally, for him to be able to come home, you know? Well, theoretically, on paper, you could say the Rams got better already just by bringing him in uh, with his route running, his, his, his catch radius, mm -hmm. uh, his NFL readiness, you know, leaving USC. Uh, I, I think he's been really well coached up to this point. So can Sean McVay and this crew take him to the next level? Let's hope so. But I think that all has to do with Jared Goff Absolutely. as well. I mean, a receiver is only as good as his quarterback. So mm -hmm. as... Uh, while we're talking about Woods, we could be talking about Jared Goff in the same vein. Well, you know, what's interesting is that he has been playing with guys like E.J. Manuel and Tyrod Taylor, and I'm not trying to take anything away from who those guys are, but, I mean, you just said it. A receiver's only as good as his quarterback, right? Yeah. So why has he averaged about 50, uh, excuse me, 50 receptions per year, about 600 yards per year? Well, got to kind of look at the quarterback position, Could be the guy too. throwing the ball. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Remember when Jared Cook was here? Yes. And uh, he goes to Green Bay, and he's a completely different guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I, yeah, what I happened? Do. Did, Jared, did, did Jared Cook all of a sudden play football better at a higher level, or did the quarterback change? Both? Uh, yeah. Perhaps. I think Jared, uh, but he was still sort of playing it at that same level before he made that one think, catch in the NFC Championship right. game. But that's another story. Jared Cook has always been Jared Cook, but he just had Aaron Rodgers throwing to him, so that's going to make a difference. Absolutely. So, uh, but I do like the fact that you're going to grow up uh, Jared Goff with his own group of receivers mm -hmm. that are around the same age yeah that are going to be talking about the same things and feel the same about the game I mean there's a there's a long way to go and I'm sure I, I hope it burns Jared Goff and the rest of the guys that are that still remain on this offense when you look for the Rams in the offensive stat column and it's all the way at the bottom yes. in most categories. I hope that burns. Right. I hope that wakes you up at 5 a.m. in the offseason. Well, it, it was interesting listening to Robert Woods talk about how he feels like this is going to be an explosive offense. Yeah. And he was talking about things that Sean McVay was doing in Washington and how he hopes that he can bring that kind of different element to this team. And, you know, with Todd Gurley being an explosive running back and then Jared Goff being somebody that has the arm strength to do what he needs to do. So I think all of those things kind of yeah. combined together and it, it should be a good thing for I hope he brings a, a great sleight of hand routine mm 
Hmm. Uh, because, I mean, look, it's all just football. The, the field dimensions has, haven't changed. Right. Uh, there's only one way to score. We know that. you got to get the ball in the box. Yeah. But, I mean, all this stuff, motions and shifts, just to get the ball down the field, which also opens you up for the run game to mm -hmm. get Todd Gurley going. I know last season was tough on everybody, yeah. including him. Mm -hmm. uh, but I still think the guy we saw as a rookie still exists. I agree. And I hope that you can pull that out. I, I think one of the ways that it's going to be done, and this is sort of interesting with Woods, too. You know, Woods had such a successful year against mm -hmm. the NFC West. You look at kind of his numbers, it was his first kind of go-round against the NFC West. Is Okay, this is kind of funny. So if you're watching this, you can tell that we're outside, right? So there's a car that has started That's because we're That's what you were looking the, at. You were yeah. watching the guy walking I was watching the guy. Well, okay, and the funny part like, is that. Why do you that keep looking behind because me? Because the guy walking to his car is Jared Goff. So Jared Goff, we're like talking about Jared Goff, and now Jared's like getting into his car right now. That's and awesome. Yeah, he's backing up and backing out of the parking lot. So hey, guys, let's, you just learned that Jared Goff was at the let's ranch. Let's go chase after him. Like, no, we're not going to Let's go do, do one of those running reports. This come on. So, this was weird. <laughs> we're was, not going to edit this out. This is the cool thing that's cool about stuff. doing a podcast. Well, so. look, he's got new guys that are showing up. His yeah. left tackle's showing up. I mean, you might want to stay and see your left tackle. Hey. Just saying. Well, no, he's probably got, It's Friday. That's it's right. Friday in L.A. He's got to beat the traffic going back down. The only time I want him to see, like, Andrew Whitworth's face is in the huddle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Any, anything beyond that, you're getting hit. <laughs> yeah. So the one thing I do want to bring up about uh, Woods before we go on to, to Whitworth is yeah. his success against the NFC West this yeah. last year. You know, you look at his game against Seattle. He had 10 receptions, 168 yards, career best in both of those categories. And then in, early in the season when uh, the Bills were playing the Cardinals in, in Buffalo, there was one play where Woods is basically going down the field, nine kind of route. He beats Patrick Peterson off the line. Peterson holds, and he still makes a diving catch regardless. So Woods has gone against these guys that are good in the NFC West that he's going to have to go up against, and he's won. Yeah. I think that's a great thing to have. I, it, it's not rocket science when you come down to free agency. When you start signing people, you usually sign what you know, yeah. people that you've seen, against people that you know. Right. So uh, bringing him in, um, look, I'm sure there were other teams in the West that were interested. Uh, but he picked here. They they made the deal happen here. So the fact is he he's had success against those teams one time. Mm -hmm. Now you got to do it twice a year yes. when they know you're coming. Right. So look, uh, a great piece of clay to mold into your offense mm -hmm. for Jared Goff for Sean McVay. So uh, it was a great sign. Um, uh, dare I say, like we said earlier, you're better now than you were two weeks ago. Because, you ought to be. because of who's on your roster now. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other, the other. At least on offense. Yes. Right. Well, I think a big piece of that is definitely bringing in Whitworth to play left tackle because he has been so steady and has been so good at that left Fun tackle position. Fun to watch. Yeah. I love to watch offensive linemen study them, and okay. I have about as much fun watching Whitworth play as I do Joe Thomas. And yeah. I love watching Joe Thomas. Yeah. I could watch Joe Thomas even if the Rams aren't playing him. Well, do you know what I find funny is that Whitworth was playing in that same division in the AFC North with uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm -hmm. Joe Thomas has been in the league since 07, came in heralded as that left tackle. And so I think if Whitworth is not playing in the AFC North, I think he might be a guy that more people hear about as being the kind of left tackle that he's been over the last number of years. Absolutely. If you want to know how good he is, uh, think of Andy Dalton. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that will give you some inkling to how good he and how good that offense has been. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know a, an offense at whatever level that's going to be close to decent without a good left tackle. Uh, you're right. And yeah. Cincinnati's offense has been producing for a while. So, 
you know, I think he was a key cog in that situation. I, I just told Coach, I'm so happy that Cincinnati dropped the ball for whatever reason mm -hmm. and left him exposed so yeah. he could sign other places. I'm glad he signed here. I think that's an upgrade to I, your offensive line. I was surprised that Greg Robinson's going to shift to right. I was kind of surprised tackle. by that, too. Yeah. yeah. Tackle. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought guard, no doubt. But uh, like, like he says, he's going to train a few guys to be those combo guard situations, tackle guard situations. So we'll see how it shakes out. But he said our left tackle is Whitworth, mm -hmm. and we'll figure it out you know, going forward. I do like that. That's a good starting point right it, there. It, it, it's a good starting point for a number of reasons. Obviously, his experience at left tackle, you know, you want to protect the young quarterback. You want to get the running lanes going also on the left side as well. Whitworth allows you to do that. But also in the locker room, you know, he kept talking, McVeigh kept talking about how Whitworth is a pro's pro. You yeah. know, somebody who can be in the locker room, be a leader. And I think that's something that the Rams might have been missing, particularly offensively. And I don't mean to, you know, yeah. talk poorly about anybody that's been on this offense before. Probably in that room. Right. Oh, yeah. especially in that room. I'm trying to think, when's the last time you've had an actual all-pro on the O-line? It's probably been a really long time. I think Jake Nate Long was a guy that had been to a Pro had Bowl. Had been, but was not right. on the Rams. I mean, Scott even Wells, Scott perhaps? Wells had been to the Pro Bowl before. The former center. Yeah, a couple of guys in the last 10 years yeah. have been either two Pro Bowls or have had been to Pro Bowls before they got here. But just that experience in that room yes. and that leadership is, is invaluable. So let's hope the other guys take to that leadership and learn from it. Right, and I think that's going to be one of the biggest things going forward. So you just brought up kind of where the offensive line is. You know, you've got Whitworth at left tackle and then it kind of seems much like, right, I was going to say, it kind of seems like there are a bunch of question marks sort of across yeah. the board. We and know the names, we just don't know where they're going to be. Yeah, right. and we don't, the other thing we kind of don't know is who might play center because mm -hmm. uh, Tim Barnes was released. Um, that came through on the Newswire earlier today, I think. Some reporters had it out last night as well. So if you could pick from the guys that you know, who would you pick as a center? The, I got a guy in mind. The already. guys that we know that are on the Rams That currently. are on the roster right now. Who's your guy Outside that you of Demetrius Rainey, who is a center that's still here. Right, yeah. Who, who do you have in mind? I would pick Donnell. Really? I would pick Donnell as my hmm. center. That's just me, though. Okay, why? Yeah, I, just his ability, his mindset, I think he'd be a fantastic center. By the power of four! <laughs> I snap this ball to you, Jared Goff. I think he Goff. would be a fantastic center. Okay. Yes. Smart guy, big, strong. He's got experience. I'll, I'll say this. When he came in in... Um, New Orleans mm -hmm. and the Rams. We said, said "Oh my God!" Yeah, <laughs> and then we yeah, said, and he was "Oh like, blank, he's yeah. not bad." <laughs> yeah, it was fine. You know, yeah. you didn't feel like Jared Goff's life was in peril no. just because he was in there. At I least mean, not that, on that side, right? Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, right, that was a game where Greg Robinson had been deactivated because he needed a break, so to speak, from um, and then. He, you had Roger Saffold that was playing left tackle. Mm -hmm. Roger Saffold unfortunately goes down. Andrew Donnell comes in, and it was okay. Plays really well. Yes, yes, especially for that. So he does have that kind of positional flexibility. He's somebody that might be interesting along there. I, that's the thing that really got me. I think you can put him anywhere, hmm. and he's at the game. The situation is not going to be too big for him. Yeah. I, I love that mentality. Some guys, if you put them in a position they love, they play like gangbusters. Yeah. If you play them in a spot that they 
don't normally play, their eyes get really big. Right. Yeah. And that's not what you want that's in not that what kind you of situation, yeah. especially on the offensive line. Yeah, right. of course he just wants to play. So, But I, what I thought was interesting that McVeigh said is that what they're going to try to do is train guys that have been guards to kind of play that center position as well. Mm-hmm. So if you you want, he said they want to have that kind of flexibility on the inside with guys. How important do you think that is? Well, how many backup centers? Do you see around the league? Not very many. I mean, guys usually have to play guard, and then if, in a pinch, yes. you slide down the center right. or you pull a tackle in. So I think that's huge. Um, I, I think the job that Roger Saffold has done when healthy has been amazing. Mm-hmm. That you can start here, go through all of training camp at one position, and then flop over to the other side yes. and play guard. Yeah, in when a you pinch. were playing right tackle the yes. entire training camp. Yeah. And it looks like you've been there your entire career. Yes. So, uh, and that all comes with reps and his athletic ability. But if you can train those guys to put your right hand down on this in this situation, your left hand down in that situation, and be equally as good on both sides, man, that, that only helps your football team. Well, you know, it's funny. McVeigh keeps talking about uh, continuity on the offensive line, and he brought it up just a few minutes ago. And what he was saying was that, you know, you understand that there were injuries and all these different types of things, but... If you look at it last year, the Rams started, I think, seven different offensive line combinations, right? And they started six different O-line combinations in the last seven games. <laughs> you look at the last three games, Roger Saffold was playing left guard, left tackle, and then right tackle. You know, it's McVay has said in a press conference before, you know, he's watching film and he meets Roger Saffold for the first time. He's like, man, Roger, you are just all over the place. I can't even find you in these last three games because you're just playing so many different positions. So now it's about getting that continuity and establishing that on the offensive line. Whitworth, great pillar to have there at the left tackle to do it. You've done interviews with Roger Saffold. Yeah. How do you introduce him? Offensive lineman. Period. Yes. <laughs> That's what I said. Offensive lineman Roger Saffold. <laughs> right. Because there are times, I mean, yeah, because he plays left guard, he plays left tackle, he's playing on the right. It's just, there's so much that he can do. And when you're, you're right, when he's healthy, he does it so well. Yes. And that's part of the great thing about having him. Now, do you want to have him settle in a position, especially this year? Uh, yes. And I think that that's something that they're going to try to do. I'm sure he'd want to, too. But, I mean... Look, his versatility uh, makes him valuable, invaluable. Um, I hope you can develop another guy like that. Mm -hmm. That's that good at that many different positions to where you can just put Roger here and let him just max out at one spot. Jamon Brown might be one of those guys. It's it's beyond time for him to actually play meaningful reps and stay there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like the way he plays. I really do, too. And I'm not done with Cody Whitman, either. No, I'm not saying that you are, but, you know, Jamon Brown comes to mind for me in particular because he played both sides of the line Mm -hmm. when he was at Louisville. I mean, McVay was just saying this. You know, he was the sort of strong tackle, so he was going on the strong side. They want to run behind him. He's kind of one of those good, powerful guys. Mm -hmm. He's got to start to become that, I think, in the NFL. And I'm not putting that necessarily all on him. I, I think... Part of it is making sure that the offense is schemed also to his strengths. I used to get disappointed, like being on the sidelines, and you know, you, I didn't get the inactives yet, like I did in the booth. Uh-huh. So I'd have to kind of count guys as they came out. Oh, so, yeah. And then when he comes running out without his uniform on, I get disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you down today? Why are you down today? Well, we had to put up this guy and this guy. I get it, but 
you're one of the best offensive linemen they have. You yeah. should be out there right now. Yeah. So we'll we'll continue to monitor that, obviously, as we continue to go through things here in this offseason. But let, let's get to some of these guys um, who the Rams have kind of moved on from, um, which we, we heard about last night, this morning. You know, guys like Tim Barnes, uh, Lance Kendricks, mm-hmm. also on that cut list. Eugene Sims um, was released with a, a failed physical designation, as a matter of fact. And then Will Hayes yeah. traded to the Miami Dolphins, um, that he was shipped along with a seventh-round pick. Rams got a sixth-round pick in return. So just where do you think the Rams are kind of with their roster turnover in that regard? Well, William Hayes, I was thinking, well, Dolphins, Mermaids, kind of the same thing. <laughs> See, everybody, everybody says this about Will Hayes, and he did say that in his Instagram post. It's just post. fun. We have to put that out there. I, you know, I'm going to miss Will Hayes, the football player. Me too. Um, I nicknamed him the Barbarian years ago. <laughs> Every time he comes into the game, I mean, he just wrecks shop. He does. It's not the prettiest looking, you know, stuff you're going to see out of a down lineman, mm-hmm. but man, is it effective. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to miss that. Um, Lance Kendricks, uh, how would you rate him as a tight end? Boy, it's hard. I mean, there's elite, there's solid, there's... Average? Average. Between solid and average. I would probably be more toward the average I, I, category, if I'm being frank. I mean, I, I still think there's more there for him. I, I sure. Just looking at his body type and everything that he can do. But there's got to be more there. But you know, you you got to talk about the results too, right? Yeah. I mean, dropping passes at the goal line that would be touchdowns, dropping balls in New England that turn into interceptions. I remember more of the bad plays than the good plays. Right, and that's yeah. kind of the issue, isn't it? You Gotta know? be. You can't blame it on quarterback. Right. Yeah, I, I know. mean, there's, there are plays that come to mind from last year, or 2015 is what I mean by last year, where yeah. it's, he's still dropping the ball, and this is, would have been a game-changing play, and it's not happening. So right. McVay's offense is going to involve the tight ends a lot. We already know that, but... You know, at the same time, it's it like... It is what it is. Yeah. Right, I'm with you. It is. Look, I, I think it, it's production, it's how much you were making, and the fact that Tyler Higby's on the roster. Well, what is it you yeah. always tell me? Production equal tolerance? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> right. do, we, do we need to say much else? <laughs> no, no. All right. Absolutely so, not. Yeah, no. but I think it's, you know, getting... Get moving on from a guys like this, you know, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that you're going to have to do whenever you have this kind of coaching change, right? You knew it was going to happen. Right. And you could probably pick the guys that were going to go. Uh, Eugene Sims is a guy that's very versatile, can play anywhere, play mm-hmm. special teams for you, be a spot starter if need, uh, if necessary. But as soon as you go to a 3-4 and I'm trying to fit a spot on the line of scrimmage for him somewhere, now, he's not big enough to be an interior guy yeah. where I'd like to play him, you know, 24-7. Right. Uh, as long as Robert Quinn is still on this football team, that's your best pass rusher. So Absolutely. What do I do with Eugene Sims now? Right. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, it's a shame. Uh, I thought the crew last year was great, but, you know, new year, new system, new guys. Yeah, and what you just said about Robert Quinn is, is so true. McVay was talking about this today as well, just that – He's going to be kind of in that DeMarcus Ware mold on the outside as a pass rusher. Yeah. And that, I think, you know, having him maybe be a stand-up in, maybe that's a little bit better for his back. Is it something you think Could about? be. I mean, he's going to be down in the stance and going. He's just going to be rushing the passer a lot more. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're a quarterback that's lining up against the Rams uh, and you look across the line of scrimmage, wherever Robert Quinn is, you know he's coming after you. Uh, yeah. Now the other guy may or may not be. So right. It's a little yeah. bit different. So, 
I, I think this defense with Robert Quinn's ability, it's a perfect match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the one guy that you hope that doesn't get lost in the shuffle is actually Aaron Donald. 99. But, 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 we've been assured that that won't happen. Look, I, I just <laughs> feel like, you know, when you have the best defensive tackle in the league, he's not going to get lost. Wade Phillips, to me, just Wade Phillips has been around for too long. He has seen too much. He has coached too many good players for right. him to lose 99. Well, where do you put him, though? I don't know. Isn't that the great? Isn't that you? No, 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 no. We're not gonna do this. You, well, I said, where do you put him? The la, I think the last podcast we did, I was no, like, well, where, where do you, you put, put him to rush the passer? Yeah, you don't. Where the weakest person is on the offensive line on the other side. Okay. You said that. True. You you move him up and down, but at some point you're gonna have to line up in a traditional three-four set. So, so where do you put him? I don't, I and what don't, stance is he gonna be in? I don't question Wade Phillips. <laughs> I'm not gonna question Wade Phillips. All right. I do not. I didn't play. I'm not going to question this, Wade Phillips. Look, the, you you have more clout than me on the this. The first mini camp is going to tell us everything. I just well, can't. Yeah. I just can't wait to see it. Yeah. So where no, do you line too. him up to begin with? Uh, because I think I think this about some of the other positions on the defense as well. Like your linebackers, right? If you're going to play a three-four, who are the four? Right. And where do they play? Right. And it, really, who are the three up front? Yet I mean, Donald Brockers? Question yeah. mark. Right. It might be Dominique Easley. Right. Because the Rams placed the original round tender on him. Yep. So he's more than likely going to be back. Because it's like a weird quirk because he was a first round pick, even though it's the original round tender and that's the amount of money. Like, he's if somebody would want him, they would still owe the Rams a first round pick in compensation. Wow. Yeah. So, you just gave me a headache with that. Did I? Yeah. Sorry. That was a little too much for me. Oh. Let's go back to 3 4. Columbia, you know. Oh, that was rude. I told you. That was that was me being a he's bit too of a smart That was right me there. being a bit of a D. That was that was really bad. That was very you pretentious. You just gave me a headache. Oh that my. was so pretentious for me to say. Just drop that Columbia in there. Wow. I can't even believe I did that. Anyway, I told you were upset. Let's move on. I'm not upset. You are now. I'm not. No, I'm, <laughs> if I'm upset with anybody, it's myself Why? for being that pretentious. That's all right. You're good. No, I just don't. I don't like I to do that. I won't hold it against you. Thank you. You're all right. All right. So the other thing that's sort of come up this week uh, throughout the week is the Trumaine Johnson trade rumors. Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, where do you think that would really help the Rams and in what way? Well, first, smart to franchise him. Uh-huh. Smart for him to sign it. Uh-huh. Immediately. Uh, the, uh, almost, you know, the, the quiche that you get out of that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I immediately, smart, I mean, right? that makes a whole Same lot of sense. Same thing with Kirk Cousins. Close to $17 million? That's yeah. what's been reported, yes. Um, there's not too many guys in sports that would say no or should say no to that much money. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe LeBron James could. Just saying. Well, yeah. Maybe. I, think, I think he would, like, he probably wipes his butt with that. He could. <laughs> Except, Erase, uh, edit that. That's no. Gross. I don't even want to hear that. No, but um, but seriously, no, the trade talks do not surprise me at all. Okay. Uh, but you have to find a dance partner. Right. Uh, do you think that's possible? I think it could be. Yeah. But I think the only way you do is if it's a team with a good amount of cap room that has a need at cornerback and would like to sign Johnson for a long-term deal. Okay. Right. Now, and there is there are anybody not, that jumps off the page? Uh, the Cleveland Browns. That okay. probably would be that one team. Okay. And they're a team that has been talked about by different media people as somebody who would be, you know, willing to possibly trade uh, for Johnson. I mean, heck, the Browns just traded for Brock Osweiler in, like, this weird kind of NBA trade, which I sort of want to talk about later. That but, is like, shocking. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Forget it. Let's go you to it. Signed now. to cut him? Yeah, okay. kind of. Okay. Isn't that that? But that's like an NDA thing. This is the whole Moneyball thing. Yes. And it's, Good luck it's with very that. interesting. Good luck with that. Really? Yeah. Do you think? How does that benefit you? Well, it benefits you in that you get a second round pick. That's it. 
you, you're, you're leveraging your picks in order to try to do something else with them. Okay. And you have that cap space. So really, it, it, you help everybody. Good luck. With, you know, with Houston. <laughs> Houston gets um, out from of, under. Yeah, yeah, out from under that contract. And then Brock Osweiler will then go someplace else, I guess. Right. So, yes, good luck with that. But good the, luck the with reason that. why Tremaine Johnson <laughs> um, has come up in these rumors is because of his connection to Greg Williams. Mm-hmm. And then the, another team that has come up in these sort of conversations is the New York Jets. The Jets now have Denard Wilson, who used to be the Rams defensive backs coach. He is now in New York with the Jets. And so that's sort of why another they are another yeah. team that has come up in this kind of discussion. But again, I think you would have to, in order to be this dance partner, you would have to A, have the cap room to do it, and B, be really interested in signing a long-term deal with Johnson. Interesting. Um, I would bet that he spends all of 2017 here. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my guess. Uh, a lot of people have asked me, is he a system corner? And I told them, I think he can play in any system. Now, he's got the body type that fits what Greg Williams likes to do. Right. Uh, definitely. I mean, Greg Williams should cover a guy like Tremaine Johnson. It worked for him last season. I mean, the Rams didn't get beat over the top that much. No. They, if at all. Yes, yes. There's some of the least amount of uh, passing plays for over 40 yards go against the Rams. They were in the top five. I can't exactly remember where so off there the top was, of my head. But there yeah. was success there under Greg Williams. Mm-hmm. So, no matter what system he's in, Tremaine Johnson is one of the better young corners in the league. Yes. So, uh, he could play anywhere. He can play in this system, definitely. Right, yeah. yeah but, but wouldn't shock me uh, with trying to trade a guy like Tremaine Johnson, especially with uh, a team that doesn't have a first-round pick this year. Mm-hmm. That, that makes a whole lot of sense. But... Who else are you going to trade? Well, right. You're going to trade Aaron Donald? You're not. But I, yeah. are you really going to get a first-round pick back for Tremaine Johnson? I think the answer would be no. No. Particularly at... million nearly price of adding that contract. But more picks is always better. Right. Yeah. Well, so that's what I just said about the Browns. Yes. But they're not trading (laughs) a guy to cut him. Come on. Okay, yeah. That makes no sense at all. Fine, 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 fine. But like I just but you're saying more picks are better, right? right? So you can if this were to happen and we're really into hypothetical territory, you would then get that pick, maybe you leverage that pick for you know, to to trade up to get another higher pick. The Rams do have I think the 37th overall mm-hmm. pick in this draft, that's 2-5, um, second round, fifth pick in, in the second round. So it's not like, you know, they're all the way at the end of the second round with their uh, with their first pick that they have in no, the No, they're in the mix for some good players. Yeah. Yeah, it's just who's available. Right. You know, you got to see how the first round, the, f- the first 10 picks shake out, mm-hmm. you know, usually, and that will change the draft. But, yeah, I mean – when you think about trade bait and, and capital to make moves, I mean, Hecker, Donald, Tremaine Johnson, who else are you going to trade to get premium picks back? I mean, Gurley, maybe? Maybe. To but, get, you, but you but, can't. And, and there's a lot of no's there. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, right. But these are all players. I mean, all, basically all the players you mentioned, aside from Johnson, who's the only one who's been involved in these rumors, I would think that they're people that you want to keep on this club. Yes. I mean, Johnny Hecker is an absolute weapon. It's not just something Bell Belichick said. Like, it's true. I would tell him, buy a house in Southern California. Yeah. You're never leaving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to punt to your 50. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a pretty fair assumption to have because he's been as good as he's been. Yes, and Donald, too. Yeah. You're you're going nowhere. But, yeah, it makes sense. But I would expect Tremaine Johnson to be here. Um, He's your best corner, period. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not much depth behind him. Right. 
at the corner spot. I right. think that's something you also have to consider. I think we saw that when he left. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you, th that's why these rumors, you know, you, there are probably some truth to them. And whenever I, my philosophy is this, whenever somebody calls you and says, hey, I might have an offer for blank, you got to listen. Of course you do. Unless it's Aaron Donald, in which case you hang up the phone. <laughs> well, I might listen. And to laugh? What if they give you five first-round picks? Nobody's giving you five. I'm just saying, you never anything. know. But you'd listen to that. You'd I would. Listen to I would listen to that. Yeah. Yes. I wouldn't entertain about... it, but I'd listen. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so, what are what are some other positions that you'd like to see the Rams maybe target as free agency goes on? Well, I'm still thinking backers, linebackers. Yeah. Um, I think defensive line, especially in this scheme, this three-four scheme, will take care of itself. You've got the pass rusher. You've got Donald. So you right. And you've got Michael Brockers on the roster. You can fill in around those mm -hmm. guys with depth. Um, I get that, but you're going to need some stand-up outside guys. Yeah. Guys that are trained to do that. Uh, you may be able to get away with a year or two of making a stand-up guy, uh -huh. uh, but at some point you're going to have to invest in that position. Bring in guys that have done it on teams that are out there yeah. that you can bring in or look through the draft towards the end of the draft for stand-up rushers. Yeah. You know, outside backers that can drop. I mean, that's the one thing you really don't have. You know, I, I would just say linebacker, period. Yes. Yeah, just linebacker, period, stand up, inside, what have you. I'd be looking at everything linebacker right now. Yeah, because your depth there is not great. Yeah. I mean, we have, um, we've seen Alec Ogletree. We've seen uh, Mark Barron, mm -hmm. you know, who still wears the safety number despite mm -hmm. really being a linebacker now, which I'm still a little bit confused by. But, hey, to each their own. But he, you've got those two guys. Josh Forrest played a little bit before he broke his leg and then was out basically for the rest of the season. Um, Bryce Hager mm -hmm. still on the roster. Corey Littleton on the roster. But with guys who have really played, it, it's Ogletree, it's Barron, and that's kind of about it for that entire position. So I think you do need to build some depth there. I'm, I, I may be in the market for one possibly two more guys that eat rusty nail sandwiches that have that played each rusty nail sandwich that have played that position at a high level or at least extended periods of time that eat rusty nail sandwiches he tough says. guys is tough that easier guys. to say columbia tough rusty nail sandwiches yes. it seems gross i'm like thinking of you got to be tough to eat a rusty nail sandwich i know you, you but you, that also sounds like you'd be sick like it would tear up your insides. I'm so worried about you right now. What? No, this I mean, I'm just, I'm thinking this of this practically. Stuff. We're on a field, man. We are on the field. There are no, there are no numbers or anything, but Jeez. we're outside on the practice. Let's get Jared field. Goff back fun. here. <laughs> I know he'd probably be more interesting <laughs> than talking to me. No, you're all good. No, no, but just a, a few more guys that have actually done it. Yeah. At this level or had done it in college. Yeah. Yeah. Just to bring those guys in. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of new teaching, but if you bring a guy in that's already done it, well, you're that much farther ahead. And I can see them doing that. I mean, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Whitworth, mm -hmm. right? You know, he's a guy that probably may eat those rusty nail sandwiches I'm on the sure offensive he does. line. Yeah. And the guy <laughs> holding it. So, you yeah. can, <laughs> so he can bring in some rusty nail sandwiches for the rest of the yes. offensive line then to eat. And True. And show them the great example of how you eat a rusty nail sandwich. No mayonnaise. Uh, I'll just say this. One more thing. Um, the guys that you are going to train to be a stand-up rusher in a 3-4. Uh -huh. uh, most of them have rushed the passer for a living, so that's not the problem. Right. But the problem is in this defense, you're going to be dropping too. Yes. Yeah, and I, I'd rather I'd rather be weak going towards the quarterback than going backwards. Yeah. Especially when I have Quinn and Donald. Right. I've got guaranteed pass yeah. rush here. I need some pass dropping ability. You know what I thought was kind of funny, um, being at the combine and sort of being in the room for some of those drills that they were doing there, 
is that you know you see these big men and they start trying to drop and it's basically like defensive ends who might get taken by a 3-4 team and they're basically trying to show that they can drop into the flat or whatever and I was looking at this and I'm thinking like man you're dropping like 10-15 yards deep like are you really going to be doing that oh yeah and it's like yeah as I consider <laughs> more I'm like yeah I guess you probably will, you know, depending on whatever the situation is, because it adds another element to your defense if you can do that. Yeah. And and teams don't know, like, hey, oh my God, he might be rushing, but hey, if he goes back into that flat, he can go back there. Maybe he intercepts the pass. Let's uh, let's put you in a situation where you're playing the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And you're an outside backer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't let Zeke Elliott get to the outside. Right. But if they pass it, stay underneath Des Bryant. <laughs> Same Good thing. Luck. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Right. But that's that's what the position calls mm-hmm. for right there. So you're going to need guys who are athletic. Excuse me. One second. Yeah, I know. You're getting a fine. I'm getting fined? Yeah, you're getting fined. The last time your phone rang when we were in it's the, my brother. the podcast. It's my brother. Fine. You're supposed to silence your cell I phone I did before. silence. Well, no, I didn't. No, you didn't. Okay. Never it mind. may be silenced, but it was still on vibrate. It was on vibrate. It's mine my brother. It's my not, oldest brother. My Mine is on do not disturb. I should answer the phone right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not. You don't have the clout on this show that I Adam should Schefter, answer the phone no, right Adam, now and Adam Schefter has the clout to do that on <laughs> NFL Live. You do not have the clout to do that on Between the Horns. Hold okay. on. Let me take this Good God. Anyway. So, no, let's um, let's go to a couple other things in free agency Shoot. before we move on here. Um, some of the moves that the 49ers have made I think have been pretty interesting. You know, they're using using all that cap room that they have, yeah. not necessarily taking the Browns approach. But they've added a few guys, and they're not going to be walked over, I think, in this division any longer. Odd to see the 49ers in the same category or the same vein as the Cleveland Browns. And oh, I, but seriously. But I, I know what you're saying. I mean, they, are, they have the number two overall pick, right? They were two and 14. Right. When and you, who did their two wins come against? When you talk about the New England Patriots, you talk about them with respect. Mm-hmm. When you talk about the Cleveland Browns, it's usually at the end of a joke. Yeah. I'm being serious. No, I know. Yeah, I, I'm I know. Being serious. I know. You're, there's, you're right. uh, there's some sort of joke there, and it's odd for me to see the 49ers in that same vein. Yeah. That's a proud franchise. I put them, I used to put them uh, on the same level as the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, former great team. One of America's teams, but they are. I mean, this is not necessarily the greatest measure of this, but they have fans all over the country, right? Everywhere. You look at how their fans on Twitter or their fans on Facebook, they're in the millions, right? So they are that brand, and they still have that brand. So what you're saying totally makes sense. Right. They're your father's 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 football team. I mean, that fandom goes well, back not a long even way. even that far you yeah. know just a couple generations it's it's, it's they, they, still a little shocking bit for a me. little bit before i was growing up you know they were winning championships yes so to see them so far down mm-hmm. shocking but um yeah. it does not surprise me that they're trying everything they can to come back up yeah. so the first thing you do is acquire talent so yes. i i knew the 49er team that we saw last year wasn't going to remain. Yeah. Yeah, What that wasn't going to stay the same. They're going to rebuild at some point. Yeah. Yeah. A funny story for you. So, Brian Hoyer, they obviously yeah. just signed him Hoye. as a quarterback. Hoye, yes. Hoye. Cleveland guy. Yes. So, you know, that means I'm, you know, into that. But the funny thing is, his mom and my mom work together in Cleveland. No kidding. Yes. Yeah. His mom is a nurse, and so my mom was a doctor at uh, one of the hospitals. So, like, I've, I've met Brian Hoyer's mom a bunch. She Have you met him? Me, I'm not. 
But I remember when he was. Not him. Because I would go. So, okay, a little maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that does kind of come off a little bit creepy, doesn't it? No, but so when uh, when I was young um, and he was at Michigan State, my mom would go do her rounds. Yeah. And so on the weekend, and so I would go with her. She'd put me at the nurse's station or whatever. And so yeah, I remember talking to Brian Hoyer's mom. Obviously, she gave me cookies. Yeah, no, very nice lady. You ever met someone's mom that you don't like? Not usually, it's no. It's funny, right? They're yeah, always it's funny good how that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. people's moms, moms are, are just people. really good. That, I think that's a tremendous move. Um, yeah. I thought that the last time we saw Kaepernick, you know, beat the Rams mm-hmm. in the Coliseum was probably the last time we're going to see him in a, in a 49ers uniform. Yeah. Yeah, you knew change was coming there. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so here's another question I want to throw at you. Where do you think Tony Romo ends up? What's wrong with Houston? I don't think anything's wrong with Houston. Did they already put it on, out there that they're not interested? I don't think so. Okay. At least not as of what three, three twenty-two okay. Pacific I on I read Friday. That somewhere. Um, I don't know. Maybe you did. I I just haven't seen it. I, look, he's out of Dallas, and there's a big gaping hole at Houston. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Yeah, it seems like Houston or Denver seem to be the two spots that have been the most talked about for him. Where would you go? because uh, I don't know where he lives in Texas. I don't either. But I know Houston is a lot closer to his house than Denver. That's also true. You know, it's interesting because at least in Houston, you have an established coaching staff. Mm -hmm. And there have been some changes going on in Denver. They still kind of have that kind of nucleus of things that have been there. But obviously, Wade Phillips, he's here. Yeah. So then, you know, you've got a new head coach. You don't have Gary Kubiak anymore. So I think it's an interesting question. I, I might go with Houston. Yeah just because of the way they wore Makes the sense. number one defense last year. You know, you got J.J. Yeah. Watt coming back. You have Jadevian Clowney on the other What's side. Missing? Him. Yeah. A, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense there. You know, I was hoping where he would actually wind up, hmm. but Jerry Jones and Dallas played it, you know, really, really perfectly on the way out. I hoped that he would wind up in Washington. Really? That Kirk Cousins would leave. And Tony Romo takes over the Redskins to play Dallas every year. That would be weird. That would be awesome. It Come would on. be that would be almost be weirder, at least to me, be, than like Brett, Brett Favre going to Minnesota. Yeah, in the Vikings uniform. <laughs> right. But even Brett Favre had to go to New York first, and then and then went. back. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe he'll go Houston to Washington. Or he or he goes to Houston and takes over the state. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it could happen. I, you know, Tony Romo's an interesting guy because I actually had somebody text me. I'm not me sure if he should be today. out of Dallas, if you ask me. Ooh, yes. But that, and that's yeah. sort of what somebody was saying to me is that he had a friend, and the friend was saying, you know, look, Tony Romo was a top five quarterback in the NFL when he's healthy. I don't know if I would go that far. Yeah. But, because you also don't know, will Tony Romo ever I be agree. healthy again? And people always laugh at that. But, and it's interesting, because listening the to... Guy can play. He can play. He <laughs> oh can definitely God, he can play. play. But people, you know, when you talk about, like, pulling a Romo, people always think of, like, choking in the fourth quarter. But They said that about Matt Ryan. More often, mm, true. More often than not, yeah. Tony Romo has gotten it done. Yeah. And so now it's it's just this interesting thing. You know, can Tony Romo be that guy? I don't, I don't know. Turn it over to Dak Prescott, who had a hell of a year. Yeah. Hell of a year. But uh, I was talking to a Cowboys fan. Okay. I said, man, uh, he's not sure about Dak Prescott. Yeah. And I couldn't convince him either way because it's only been a year. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. But as a Cowboys fan, I know it made you happy thinking that if Dak, you know, slows down, gets hurt or what have you, right. you still got Romo coming off the bench. Yes. Uh, that makes a whole lot of sense. It does. Um, so it makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, you're out on a tightrope now if you're the Cowboys right, exactly. without Tony Romo. But uh, if I could pick a spot, I'd pick Houston for him. Okay, so Houston. All right, last thing I want to throw at you before we get going, and this is to do with your Huskies. Oof. Because, yes, last week 
John Ross. Yeah, runs a 4-2-2-40, which yes. is amazing. It was incredible. It was awesome. I loved Somebody it. Somebody called him Doc's DeLorean. Do you get the reference? It, isn't that um, Back to the Future? Yes. Okay, yeah. Do you remember Doc's DeLorean when it took off when it hit 88? I've never seen Back to the he Future. He left a, a trail of fire. That's what they called him then. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. I've never seen Back to the Future, though. I, I didn't hear you say that. I, sorry. But the thing I wanted to get to here. I can't even hear anything else you said. Oh, come on. How could you not have seen Back to the Future? Easily. I've not seen a lot of movies. I've never seen The Godfather. I've never seen. How could you not Dumb have seen The Godfather? I've never seen Dumb and Dumber. I've never seen. The Godfather's uh, on every weekend. I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. You've seen The Godfather. Thank you. I know. We got, people, we got people walking past us in the parking lot. My producer, Josh, is shaking his head at me. I know. I've never seen it. It's okay. But th anyway. you're, you're distracting me from getting to the point I want to make. Go so ahead. Did you know that if John Ross had been wearing Adidas, he would have won a private island? You haven't seen Back to the Future. Get out of here. How could you not? Yes, I heard about the island. Yes. Why wasn't your boy wearing, why wasn't I, he wearing Adidas? I don't know. If you knew you were going to run that fast, maybe he didn't want the island. I don't know. Would, would you, okay, would you have wanted the private island if you could run that fast? Do I have to pay taxes on it? I don't know. Oh, see, it's, it's all the questions <laughs> I need to know. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Is say. Is it free, it, like, just free? Or do I have to pay something? Say, okay, but it's, it's, a, it's an island that's got, I don't know, a million dollar value, right? Okay. Would you rather have the island or a million dollars? I'd rather wear the shoes that are going to make me run faster because I'm going to make more in the NFL than I am with this island. Okay, see, and this is what people have been saying, but I'm sorry, I would want the island. I want a private island. Okay, so Somebody you, figure out a way to get me a private island. So you wear other shoes just because you want the island, but you don't run as fast. How do that's you know you wouldn't run as that's fast? That's probably going to hurt your draft stock. I can guarantee you this, guys that do run that fast care about what shoes they wear, well, okay. and it makes a difference. I've never, nobody has brought it up to me like that. It makes and, a difference. And that makes, that makes sense. Take away Todd Gurley's favorite shoes. See what you get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I guess just that's saying. fair. I, but I just, I don't know. I you think he's want... going to make more money in the league or with this island? Well, he'll probably make more money in the league. He so is, what, what's more important theory, at this okay, point? Look, at the combine. All right, fine. He's making money in the league. But Thank you. I'm just saying, like, even in theory, if you have a chance to win a private island, you wouldn't want the private okay, island. Okay, how about get drafted in the first round? Go to the Pro Bowl, win a Super Bowl, and make a gajillion dollars, and then buy your own island. How about island that? Anyway? Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. There you go. Yeah, fine. There we go. <laughs> all right. So, well, I think that's all we've got for you today. Yeah, it was over Any when parting... you said you haven't seen Back oh, to the God. Future. Any other parting shot? Our friendship is over. Okay. Who's Michael J. Fox? He's, well, he has Parkinson's disease now, but he's one of the stars of that show. He also has been in television shows. Television this was programs. Between the Horns. <laughs> I know. We'll never see it again, everybody. No, at least I hope not. We'll be back soon on the next Between the Horns. Uh, for my producer, Josh, thank you for putting this together. DeMarco Farr, I'm Miles Simmons. Wherever you may be in football, we'll see you next time.